Magical times in Westwood. Corey Close, head coach at UCLA, here to talk about it. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi there, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Over 170,000 of you showed up in November alone, showing up for us the way we do for you, six days a week, talking about all things women's basketball. And of course, it is not just me. It is our incredible staff over at The Next, at thenexthoops.com. We have over 100 reported pieces Every single month, subscribe for $9 a month, $72 a year to support the work at thenexthoops.com. And we have yet another in a long series of stories about UCLA up on the site, written by the great Michelle Smith, and talking about the fact that this UCLA Bruins team, and this is a point of personal privilege uh, to our listeners, uh, I have had the honor of covering UCLA for a long time for what Corey Close has been building. This team, and we'll get into the numbers in segment one, and then a little more how the rubber hits the road in segment two, but this team feels to me like it has the chance to be the best one yet. That is saying something. Corey wins games the way most of us drink water or breathe oxygen. Coach, welcome to the program. I'm delighted to chat with you about it. And I guess I want to start with what was the moment that you understood this team had a chance to be special, even by UCLA standards? Well, and that's saying something because UCLA standards are so high and uh, we really, you know, walk in that path with great humility and privilege. But um, I, we, I had a funny moment when uh, Lauren Betts committed uh, on her visit. Uh, and the, the deal was if she committed, I had to jump in the freezing cold pool, which I did. Um, but I remember after everybody left my house that night and I turned to my mom and, and I said, this group could be special. And, uh, and I, I just remember, um, go, you know, going, we got a lot of pieces here that, uh, I think could fit together to make a really special puzzle, but you know, you never know until you start to put in the work and, and do those things. But, um, I do remember having that thought and, and communicating that to my mom, uh, the night after Lauren committed to us. It really is evident, not just from the results, but how you're getting there. Uh, before we do jump into those stats, though, I want to talk about this because you are so good at the viral moment. You are so good at recognizing you you have on, on social media the car rides with Corey, which I love. <laughs> which you always, it's it's like a, like a sermon uh, on <laughs> life and basketball. But, you know, what is your process? Because it, it's so clearly not like it's not like a brand. It's not like you're managed in this way. It's just like, you're so fundamentally you. Well, hopefully I think that's the reason that I keep doing it is that uh, people yeah. have said, Hey, you know, it's authentic. And I'm like, well, that's what I want. But honestly, um, if it's a sermon, it's a sermon to me. It's a sermon mm -hmm. to myself. I actually recorded one today. I haven't posted it yet. Um, but it's, I usually ask myself this question, Howard, I say, you know, what, what do I need to be reminded of today? What, what is the thing that's 
uh, I need to be reminded of that I need to process that I need to think through. And, uh, and then I just share it, uh, you know, and so in two minutes or less, um, most of the time. And, and so I think that it's just sort of been my own little process that is, um, you know, I just get a chance to share sort of what's going on in my own leadership mind and heart. Usually it's coming from that set, that sort of lens is what am I learning and processing and, and as a leader and, uh, and, you know, I get a chance to share it on my car ride. I don't have to create any more time. It's not a new appointment. And uh, I just get a chance to share my heart a little bit. And, and I'm thankful that maybe even one person gets encouraged. It's worth doing. I, I love it. I just be, just drive safe. That's my only thing. I just want to make I sure. I promise you. I promise you I will drive safe. I do not look at it. And uh, I, I've gotten a lot of comments. In fact, a funny story, a friend of mine actually, that I met through Lynn Roberts, at the head coach at Utah. Um, she's a, a she's a CHP officer and she sent me a, a a fake ticket in the mail saying, hey, this is for car rides with Corey. And, you know, but I promised her, I said, I'm not looking at it. I started at a traffic signal and I'm literally uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just talking out loud and happen to be recording it. So. Right. I promise you I will be safe. That is excellent. And I'm glad to hear it. And uh, yeah, Lynn coming East as well. And we'll, we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on uh, with upcoming scheduling. Um, but to start out and just I, what's so interesting to me is how fast your team is playing so far this year. You know, you get beyond just the wins. I went back to look and the last time, the only time you've had a team play at a faster pace is and we'll, we'll we'll play the memory game of 2015, 2016. A, a certain Jordan Canada playing point guard, Monique Billings running the floor and filling the lane. Uh, Carrie Corver uh, hitting threes near a fields as well on that team. It seems like you have a team this year that is built to be able to do something in a similar way. Is this how fast you want to be playing come Pac-12 time? Yeah, I think it's, it's forcing us to play fast is that um, people are everyone's triple teaming Lauren Betts. And so the best way to get her in one on one situations is to do it in transition before people can um, can set their defense. So we tell our team, look, it, we don't have to play fast um, on off of a made basket, but the more we can play great defense and um, we can now find the mismatches and attack the paint uh, in a much more productive fashion if we can do it in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock. And that, you know, we have, and I think a little different than the team in uh, 2015, 16 is that we've got more three point shooters. Yeah. So it allows us to do that even more because we're able to spread the floor. Um, and, and we have a six, seven person in the middle and six and Lauren Betts is not a six, seven center that can't move. She can run and she can catch and, uh, and obviously the numbers show she can finish. And so, you know, I think that the combination of having that that's so difficult in the half court that we want to take advantage of. Um, but in transition, we're able to find that. And then our shooters uh, and versatility, we're really, really lucky to be able to have that combination. But, yes, we want to play fast. As long as we can continue to get stops, we're going to play that fast. When you were jumping in the pool, did you have in your mind Lauren Betts is going to shoot 78% from the field over her first six games at UCLA? I mean, no. I, you about it. and it's true, right? She's able to run the floor, so you're able to get her early on ahead of the triples. But she's, she's done it through. She's finishing through plenty of triple teams, too. What, it, what accounts for her to be so fundamentally sound so quickly for you guys? 
Well, I give a lot of credit to the, well, number one, the people in Colorado from her trainers to her high school coach, to uh, her family, her dad is, uh, you know, been a great trainer for her as well. Um, you know, but I also think that the experience with USA basketball this summer was really pivotal because she needed to get her confidence back. She needed to earn that back. And she, she was doubting herself, quite frankly, could she really be, uh, uh, you know, as good as all the hype had been. And, and I'm like, you know, no one's going to give you the confidence. You have to find little steps, little by little, uh, how to earn it back. And I thought playing, like, I remember the game against, uh, I was texting with their dad in the middle of the game, um, when she was playing against Cardozo in, uh, from Brazil and in, in that game. And the first, it was in pool play and she just had a phenomenal game. And I, I said to her dad, she is earning her way back. And I just think that there's so much that she's done the work and, and it has not been easy. And, and it's not just even just the skill work, but it's the mentality work, the, 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 just earning your confidence back. And, um, it, it has been a journey, but I told her the other day, I said, you are far ahead of schedule of where I thought you'd be at this time. And I, I thought if we could get her to this point, by the time we started conference play, I would have been thrilled. Um, but she really, I mean, the combination of USA basketball, us going on a foreign tour, um, all these things, I think, you know, uh, work together for her to be playing at a, a much higher level than I thought this early on. What is her ceiling at the next level? You are no stranger to sending players on to the pros, whether it's UCLA or even previously your time at Florida State. It was a very common yeah. theme for you. Where does she fit in the WNBA? What kind of player is she when she gets there? I know you're delighted that you have a while to go before that happens, but I'm just wondering. Yeah. What I was like, don't speak that into existence, Howard, too soon. <laughs> Um, you know, I think that Lauren is very unique and you have to watch her to know this because I don't think I understood how versatile she really is. Now, mm -hmm. over the next, you know, two and a half years, uh, it's my responsibility to help her, you know, extend her range and to do some other things. But we switched all screens in the uh, ball screens in the second half of the Yukon game, which meant that she was out guarding Paige Beckers at times, you know, and doing it well. And I think she is very different than people think you watch her run. She made all the guard times in our conditioning tests this year, both in the mile and in a, a touch, a down and back touch test that we do. Um, wow. She's extremely versatile. And I think most importantly in the way, the direction the game is going and everyone likes to switch as many screens as they can. Um, you need to have versatility. You're not playing with just a traditional one person low post at the WNBA level. And, mm -hmm. and I think that Lauren is not like centers. Uh, she can switch screens. She can step out. She's actually a really good passer. Um, she has a very high basketball IQ. Just come to our practices in the Cayman Islands. And I just said, you know, um, she's not a normal center. You can call her a center because she's six, seven, arguably six, eight, but the way she moves and the versatility in which she plays and her understanding of the game, um, she will be a major impact player at the next level. No doubt about it. And while you are happy to have those two and a half years, I know some WNBA general managers who are counting down the days. So it'll be. It'll be Amen a, to that. Um, That's okay. Good problem to have. That's a good balance. Yes, problem to have. So we'll be right back uh, because there's so much going on here. I want to talk about some of your other returning stars. And oh my God, we haven't even talked about Kiki Rice yet. We're 12 minutes in. But first.
Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. So right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you're on the Tommy DeVito bandwagon, bet on those New York Giants and make sure that you cash in on the great Tommy DeVito. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and you can use it for everything. Spreads, player props, over-ender, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So back with Corey Close, and, and again, Kiki Rice, obviously from day one, has been a significant part of this team and has done so many great things. Mm-hmm. But I want to highlight something because I think it really gets at what she has become. Last year, she shot, her percentage of shots, she was about 32.8%, uh, according to CBB analytics. She made 55% of her shots at the rim, a very common thing from a freshman and something where, you know, say, all right, there's an obvious way to improve there. Her shots around 30% at the rim in terms of how many she's taking, but her field goal percentage at the rim so far this year is 87.5%. She's made 14 of 16 so far. What accounts for that? Is it strength? Is it true? Is it her decision-making? What's allowing that to happen? I mean, listen, is it Lauren Betts and her presence, obviously, which is no small thing. I'd say it's two things. It's um, Lauren Betts, which exactly you referred to. I think there are different kinds of driving lanes. People are so hesitant to rotate off um, of Lauren. And so I think she's having much more clear lines to that factor. But I think the other one, she deserves all the credit for is that it's her increase in her three-point shooting that is allowing her to shoot such a higher percentage at the rim. And she's put in the work in that. I mean, hours and hours. I had to kick her out this summer like, you need to rest, you know. And I was teasing her after she came back from Spain playing in the uh, World Cup, U19 World Cup. I said, you have got to take some time off. But she was so determined that she was going to become a better three-point shooter this summer. And that has really transpired. That was very evident in our win versus UConn. And I think that it was, you know, she's really put in the work on that. And so those things both lead to her being now creating more opportunities to do what she really loves to do, which is be a finisher at the rim. That's her favorite part of her game. And it shows, and clearly what she's doing is paying off behind the three-point line. Of course, she is not your leading three-point shooter. Uh, Your leading three-point shooter through six games is Charisma Osborne, who is making 54.1% of her threes on more than six attempts per game in her first six games. I just, I would go back to, I know that was a point of emphasis for Charisma coming back to school. What has she done? When you say put in the work, I, I don't think it's an accident that players get better shooting the three during their time with you at UCLA. Again, and, and, and this is a point of personal privilege for the listeners, like, Corey, you you prepare players for the next level. You do it in a specific targeted way. What is the overlap? What is it that has allowed Charisma and, in fact, your players year in and year out to get better at this skill? Well, we're very intentional and we're very individualized. I think those are the two important words that we're just committed to it. We always say in recruiting that we have a parallel commitment. 
Um, 95% of the players that we recruit want to play at the next level, either overseas or in the WNBA. And so we really have to have a very proactive infrastructure that says, this is exactly how we're going to, you know, um, take you there. And that's, you know, individual skill workouts, that's film study, that's analytics, that's, you know, uh, comparative uh, film study in terms of um, copying people in the WNBA and where they want to go. And so it's just a very important thing. But really, you know, we're in a great place because, you know, not only um, did do I get to chance to work with them, but in the off season, I only get four hours a week. And so they've got to be proactive on their own. And there's other people in Los Angeles are so lucky because it's sort of the NBA mecca of training in the off season. And so, you know, Olin, who has been the one who's really worked with Charisma um, this last summer, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit. And and her, she just keeps showing up there. I mean, I, I have to say, hey, you've got to have some balance here, you know, similar to Kiki. I, and, and people ask me all the time, like, what kind of kids are you wanting to recruit? And, and I'm too old. I don't want to have to beg anyone to get in the gym. I'll, I'll be willing to kick you out for a little balance sometimes. But recruit kids who don't just aren't gym rats and charisma has been one of those. I have never had to coach her work ethic. I've never had to coach her proactivity to increase her game. And we told her, look, this is where you want to go. And when she decided to come back, um, which honestly I was surprised um, is that, you know, I said, okay, well, knowing where you want to go, these are the really important things you need to improve. And you have got to be a 40% three point shooter or better next year. If you want to have the opportunities that I know you want to have. And, and she took that really seriously. She's put in the time and she's really had the awareness. She studied it. She does visualization of when her shot is really good. She's learned about that. And, 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 you know, I just, it's so great when you see kids hard work paying off because you know, that's such a transferable skill. It's true. And again, it, it says something, I think, about the program. Here's somebody who could have been a first round pick and gone to the WNBA last year. No question. Mm -hmm. To come back. And, and next year's draft is potentially significantly more packed at the top of the uh, at the top of the draft. But even, you know, in the, uh, you know, let's say the six through 15 range in a way yeah. that we haven't seen in a couple of years. And so for her to kind of accept that challenge and come back and do it with you guys says a lot, I think about the comfort level she has with the program too. Yeah. But it says a lot about her courage and, you know, cause I said to her, I said, charisma, whatever you feel deepest in your heart, you will make it work. You will make that be the best decision. And a lot of people said she was crazy, but, and so I think the courage she had to follow her own heart and her own path uh, says a lot about her character. I also would be remiss not to point out Neither of the players we've talked about, uh, are, or any of the players we've talked about, are your leading scorer. Your leading scorer through six games is Gabriela Jaquez, uh, who, you know, you talked about the NBA uh, part of it and is obviously related to the Miami Heat player. Uh, you know, she also wants to play in the WNBA. This is a massive leap forward here in year two for uh, what you've seen. What have you seen from her game that you think is the best example of how she's turned into, you know, again, your most reliable store through six games. Well, you know, she is beneficial. She'll be the first to tell you what are her strengths are uh, cutting to the basket, driving to the basket. And she's been another one that's benefited from, uh, you know, what Lauren Betts has brought to us there. And, you know, and that's the great thing about team, right? Is that, 
you know, what Gabs does makes someone else better and what Lauren does makes someone else better. And that's the joy of basketball is that you can be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I love that. Um, I do have to give a little shout out. So last week, um, Jaime's uh, scored 18 points a game, 53% from the field goal for in the NBA and 5.3 rebounds a game. Just last week, Gabs mm -hmm. uh, had 20 points a game, 20.6 points a game, 65% from the field goal and six rebounds a game. So I just say, Jaime, you better, uh, you better step your game up. Um, you know, but uh, Gabs is so great. And, you know, she's one of those kids that um, just, she just works and she loves it. And I said, Hey, where'd you work out this summer? She goes, Oh, the park across the street from my house. And, mm -hmm. you know, like you love that, that she's like this old school kid and it doesn't matter if it's on the blacktop, it doesn't matter where it is. She loves this game and she loves being a part of a great team. So yeah. And, and she's another one who really worked on her three point shot. She really was an undersized four player for us last year. And now she's playing predominantly all at the two and three, the shooting guard positions. And, and those are very interchangeable in our system, but still um, what she has added to her skill toolbox I, I like to think that we give them a good roadmap, but mm -hmm. you got to, the kids got to put in the work. And, uh, and she is one of those ones that has really, we can give them the greatest plan you've ever seen, but if they don't put in the work and the intentionality in that work, then you don't see what you've seen from several of the people in our sophomore class that really made huge jumps from their freshman year to their sophomore year. It's remarkable. It's evident. And like you said, the proof is in the results. So uh, we'll have to get our own Jen Hatfield, who writes about sibling rivalries uh, over at the next to, to write about uh, that duo very soon. So we'll be back. The one thing I have to take you to task for right after this is the real easy non-conference schedule uh, that you guys play. And we'll be right back. To talk about <laughs> Locked on women's basketball is brought to you by game time. Now look, game time makes buying tickets easy. It's not always the easiest thing. I say this is the father of a very, very passionate Taylor Swift fan. We know exactly how difficult finding those tickets can be. Now you go to the game time app and it has every bit of information you need. It tells you the price, the bottom line price, by the way. It doesn't make you guess about what fees are going to be. There are last minute tickets, flash deals. You can just pick a particular zone you want to sit in. And my favorite part, it gives you the view. So from where you're sitting, what your view is going to look like. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, you name it. Game time's got it. So Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So back with Corey Close, and as I mentioned, we have to talk about, I mean, just a series of cupcakes, right, when it comes right down to it, between UConn and, I mean, that big win. I got to see that Princeton team up close 
And uh, that team is legit and for real. And uh, nothing is changing. We're recording this just ahead of the game you have coming up against Mike Neighbors' Arkansas team, which is always a workout in and of themselves. And then I get to see you. You guys are kind enough, you and Lynn, to come east. And on December 10th, in what should be, you know, just an easy matchup against Tania Latson in Florida State. Um, at least you don't have to go to Columbus and play at Ohio State, right? Yeah, right. Oh, wait, that's a one week later. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I, it's so funny because we have a really difficult um, challenge, I think, on the West Coast and the fact of that the guarantee games are really becoming outlandish. And, um, you know, and so I'm like, you know, I'd rather – instead of paying someone, you know, $35,000 to, you know, just be a cupcake, let's go challenge ourselves and let's get after this. And, and that's what the kids uh, came here to do. And so I'm really thankful to our administration um, who supported us. I mean, these are, you know, big expenses to charter across the country, you know, four different times. Um, and I just, I'm really grateful that we have a, an administration that said, yeah, we're going to help you do that. And so, um, yeah, we're going to find out who we are. And I, I think it's, it's great that they're getting the attention. Obviously the Yukon win was a pivotal win for us, but, uh, we got a lot more coming and, and we're going to get an idea of, you know, we're going to get exposed in some areas usually where we need to grow. And, and hopefully we have some real conquering moments too. But um, you know, I just think it, you, you have to schedule to what you think your team can become. And, mm -hmm. and I, if I really tell them, I think you can become a championship level program, then I need to schedule in a way that backs that up. And so, um, cause nothing gets past these kids. They understand the difference between the messaging and what you actually do. And so, um, you know, I think that's what our schedule reflects is that, um, I don't expect us to be perfect, but I expect us to grow with intentionality every single week. And I expect us to, uh, run into challenges and, uh, and let it bring out new things in us. Well, I, Certainly the, again, proof is in the results so far with the way you guys are playing. And it's just uh, delightful to break that down with you. I would be remiss not to ask you about this final go around in the Pac-12. And as somebody yeah. who is so steeped in the history of this program, of this conference, you know, is it going to be emotional for you? What are you most looking forward to with it? You know, just kind of take me through how you've processed that loss, which I know you feel, because I know so many people yeah. around the feel as well. Yeah. You know, there were some tears at media day, you know, uh, some for me and some from several other people who have just put in blood, sweat and tears into building this thing up. And I have this weird dichotomy inside of me, like this great humility, privilege, um, like sadness uh, of that this incredible history of, of an incredible conference is in its last year. Um, and I'm just so humbled by people like, you know, that Teresa in our, in our conference office, Michelle, you know, Smith, who's been such a pioneer in covering our conference, people like Tara Vanderveer, who I went to her camp and she's been such a trailblazer to not just be Stanford, but to build up everybody in the conference. And, you know, so many things I'm sort of mourning that they're going away. And at the same time, it's a new landscape and it's a new direction in college sports. And it really doesn't matter what I think about it. I'm really excited that we're going to get a chance to be in the big 10 and that if this new landscape is going the direction, it really doesn't matter 
what I think I'm really excited for that new challenge. And I'm really excited to be a part of the big 10 and where they're going and how they support women's basketball and women in sports. So as well as the other men's sports in the conference. So, um, you know, I think it's, I'm really trying to have a lot of gratitude, a lot of humility, a lot of thank yous to the people of the PAC 12, because those are warranted and well-earned and I'm trying to prepare um, so that I can lead well into the excellence of the new era in which we're entering into. So healthy tension, I'm trying to walk imperfectly as such, but I really want to be deeply grateful to all the people that have made the PAC 12 so darn special. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's a great final go around. You guys are one of the defining programs there. And so to see you as strong as you are this year makes a lot of sense uh, from a historical perspective as well. I also got you covered when you get out to Piscataway for road games. I'll let you know uh, about all the good places to see when you come east as well. So Corey Close, always delighted to chat with you. I appreciate your time always to our listeners. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. We will, of course, be back with you tomorrow as we are six days a week. Until then, I am Howard Magdal wishing all of you a wonderful day. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.